0: Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast For better America uh, Recently we celebrated The 4th of July, which celebrates the freedom of The uh, United States from The British rule And you know, there's just a Sense, you know, in our society Where we we'll say You know, we have freedom, we're one of the, You know, free democracies in the world And we all celebrate that And we need to enjoy that And we, you know we hear rhetoric and words like, you know, land of the free and you know, we should enjoy should enjoy the freedoms we have and this sort of a uh, you know, a pride about it. And I think um, you know, if you reside in America and Saul you should, you know, enjoy the freedom you do have because there are many countries where there is war and there's violence and there's famine and then there are many countries where you know, maybe there isn't war, maybe there isn't famine, but there is, um, you know, suppression. So, we could take China, for instance, that's a country that, economically speaking, is one of, you know, the best in the world, It's right behind the U.S. when it comes to GDP, you know, and um, I think above the U.S. when it comes to economic output. However, they like you know, some freedoms that, you know, we do not like here in the U.S. So, it's good to enjoy these freedoms, but it's also good to recognize that, you know, the saying that says, "You know, freedom isn't free, right? You got to fight for freedom." And sometimes fighting for freedom doesn't necessarily look like sending American sons and daughters to um other parts of the wall to fight. Sometimes fighting for freedom is what happens internally in the United States. There was a time where workers, you know, regardless of race, at some point were treated not good. In the days of the you know the barons, you know, the Kennedys and you know those similar tycoons and workers wanted to fight for their rights and um, in fact some of these workers were shot. This is American history. Some mm-hmm. people of big corporations are uh, shot and jailed their workers and um, eventually the government stepped in and um, made sure that the workers had rights. Uh, time you could go to job and you could get you know get your hand chopped off in a machine. And, uh they say it's too bad um you know fortunately laws have um, been made to relieve that the point i'm trying to make here is um freedom isn't always free and we need to understand the forces around us and society in which we've developed over a span of 200 plus years and it takes a lot of fight to get some of the things we need Some people are around saying we don't have freedom, and sometimes you can understand their frustration. They're like you could be jailed for anything in America. You could, you could be limited from um, having economic freedom if you are born in certain zip code. Um, you could be limited for having certain opportunities, and they feel chained. They feel like they can't move up. There was a, an interview I was listening to where the interview or this was actually a lady that represents um, that's from the state of West Virginia and there was a case she was making a case that the world walking and Paul should not go together so this population in the United States, the population called you know sometimes you know, they're referred to as a walking paw and she was making a case that if you walk very hard you should not you know be poor and she's a lady from Virginia and we know Virginia is in a predominantly Republican state. However, in a lot of this Republican state where hard work is revered, whether it's Alabama, Mississippi, you know, Georgia, uh, West Virginia or otherwise, they tend to be a high population of you know in you know, inequality gap. And I think this also limits freedom. I do think uh, economic freedom is a ten. And I do want to point out what it looks like to not have freedom in the modern era we have today. I just want to highlight some things to really get our mind around how we could be lacking freedom and potentially what we should do about it. One of the ways in which I think we lack freedom is in the medical industry. For the most part, insurance companies and drug companies set the price. The end consumer do not set the price occasionally the government steps in and if there are some unfair practices um help price control however we do not have freedom to go to just about any doctor or a doctor of our choosing and even if you do have insurance this is also true and to get the best health care the doctor a lot of times does not have the freedom to Prescribe the best form of treatment or the best form of medication for you, and this is true. You could ask some doctors. Sometimes they have to go with what the insurance company is willing to pay for, and some of the recommendations from the insurance company because the insurance company is trying to cut cost. Now, what that means is that the thousands of Americans, tens of thousands, or millions. Americans who actually have insurance and can't afford insurance, but are still not getting the best care because they do not have the freedom in the medical space to pick the best care, the best doctor, and the doctor does not have the freedom he needs to offer them the best um, medical treatment. And this is really sad. So if that is a class or a certain class of people in the healthcare system that can afford it, imagine those who don't have health care so um, the modern day maybe we have a lot of doctors and a lot of research but we don't necessarily have the freedom inside of the medical space to make this nation a healthy nation and that matters. If the insurance company chooses not to pay for a medication that you've been on for a year because they want to cut the cost you could take a different medication your body could react, could react differently your health could decline, although you've been paying into a health care system for a while. And supposedly in America, we have um, what we call the free market, but you just can't kill that insurance company and go to a new one because really there is not that many options. So therefore you don't have freedom to pick good medical providers, from from insurance all the way down to, um, your basic needs. Before Obamacare, it was, it was very, very hard to get good, adequate insurance without having a job if you're a student. Obamacare helped fix some of that. However, um, it's still not as easy to insure yourself with good insurance without a job if you're in a certain you know, age bracket and if you have a family. What this does is actually limits the freedom of the individual or the freedom of the individual guiding his family. He's our family. Because if your job provides insurance, and you want to switch jobs, or you want to start a business, you don't have the freedom to do that because you have to worry about insurance, insurance for your family especially. And what this does is limits economic freedom. And if you don't have the freedom to go start a business because you worry about insurance coverage, because you might not get it at a, at a private market. Until very recently, but also recently, it's not even the best healthcare. Then you have a problem where um, it's been said that actually in the year twenty twenty one, although we see all the online entrepreneurs and all the other stuff we have going on, there's a lot of innovation from the big big companies, i.e., Facebook and otherwise. It's been said that a lot of um, small businesses, um, the research BS that we have more people not going into starting their own business now in twenty twenty one than in uh the seventies and eighties. So we had more entrepreneurs in the 70s and eighties than we do today, although it seems like we have more entrepreneurs today, but it's only because we have the internet, so we tend to hire our entrepreneurs. So wh- what that does is actually limits um you know freedom. Um recently the administration signed an executive order to basically say or limit the way in which corporations and businesses limit individuals and other providers from being able to repair their own product. So, some farming equipments, when a farmer buys a tractor from a big tractor manufacturer in the US, the tractor breaks down. He needs the pads. He cannot get the pads in the... uh, in the open market he has to go truly um directly to the manufacturer Would do not allow all the third parties the specs to make the right path for the product of for the tractor for the farmer and they tell the farmer oh only we could repair that only you could send it to one of our um, stations one of our partners and they could repair your tractor but you cannot do it on your own and what this does actually is keep the cost of goods and services high, so now the end consumer, so your farmers, your your um suppliers of pets and stuff like that, they do not have the freedom to actually fix the very thing they've paid for, and it's an appreciating cost to fix something. So, it, you know, um, and the the Executive order was directed also at um, tech manufacturers. So the reason why you always have to go to an iPhone place every single time something happens to an iPhone is because the iPhone is designed in a way that limits your ability and the ability of third parties to repair it. So we could be saying, why do we not have as much entrepreneurs, as much free people functioning in our market system today as we did in the 70s is because sometimes... uh, A lot of times, the big corporations and the big businesses and manufacturers at this point have built a system to that prevents a third party, a third party seller, a third party um manufacturer, a third party service provider that is independent of the company. And what that does is actually does limit competition. It actually does limit services in society. So in a way, we don't have the freedom to expand our economy due to some of these practices by businesses. another way in which we lack freedom in this, uh, you know, in this twenty-first century, is uh, the, the freedom to work. So um, it turned out, and uh, this was actually something that was um, addressed by the uh, Washington State Attorney general. And yeah, it was pretty much office that actually focused on this and sent out the memo to um, at least over 100 companies. So what we had going on when it came to um, certain um, companies, and I've read more than one of these at this point. Um, can't say I've signed or not signed them. But um, company comes in, buys out a smaller company, it could be in the uh, auto services space. It could be in the uh, in the uh, manufacturing space. Also, found out recently, it could be in the restaurant business, which last we checked, they weren't paying their workers well. It could be in auto service uh, providing space. Company comes in buys up a smaller company or a big fund goes into a space that they traditionally not in or a fast food chain employs someone and they make them sign a non-compete so we have companies that don't really pay well don't really provide any good medical benefit in fact i also know an individual who this has happened to where he had to sign one of these many years ago. And he he left the company because obviously, you know, they're taking good care of him. And he worked in the in the a label label um intensive field. He had to use his hands to do his job. It was a day to day grind. And um he left, you know, to go do his own thing. And obviously he's got to non compete. So, you know, Um, he was sued so now you get a man trying to raise his family and give and take you know those industries don't really pay that much so now you got a middle-income man a big company makes him sign a non-compete to perform day label that he can go somewhere else and do he leaves the company goes somewhere else to try to do that very thing and he gets sued whether or not the company wins the lawsuit, and from what I've dug into, um, those companies tend to win the lawsuits and a lot of more times than not. But whether or not they win the lawsuit, is you've taken a man, middle-income, trying to write for his family, he leaves the company because, you know, obviously, when he signs a stupid non-compete, he is kind of locked in. And if you don't give him the raise he wants, he needs to go somewhere else to be able to make enough money to write for his family. But now you sue him. Every single day he has to show up and court, or every single month, or week, or months he has to pay a lawyer. So you 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 bound him economically, and you're not allowing him to to walk and feed his family, but also you are now taking money from him. Obviously, it's not in my best interest to mention any of these companies that engage his practices, but a lot of companies. Especially in the uh, manual labor space of all spaces, um, do have their employees sign non-competes, and also found out that restaurants, chains of restaurants. Think about and think about any, any big name restaurant. You know, some of them do the people that they are paying eight, ten, twelve dollars an hour. They do make them sign a non-compete. Not all, but some of them do that. How can someone sign a non-compete making such low wages? And they're willing to make higher, Let's say they work in, in their label or whatever. How can someone making that little at the end of the day for that type of work sign a non-compete, and now they cannot leave your company? So 100 years ago, we had the business barons that actually shot and jailed the people that work for them. <laughs> and you know, the government is like, no, 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 you cannot do that. 100 years later, we have them having this workers sign non-compete. So say, therefore, they don't have the economic freedom to go take a better paying job, a better benefit. So, yes, we have freedom in the sense of, you know, we're road by China or any other country. Yes, we have freedom in the sense that for the most part, you know, to, to develop society, we have running water, electricity, um, and the internet. Um, you know, we have warm um, health. We have good, I would say we have a good medical system in the sense that we have some of the best doctors and practitioners in the world, but I'm not sure we have a you know, a good healthcare system is it's functioning. Which we have all the sins or what a society have, and you know, we do have that freedom. I do believe the American military is willing to do everything and anything within its power to keep its people safe, but also, you know, prevent any invasion. But however, um, internally speaking, domestically speaking, I will say the average American is losing more rights because he does not have the right to get the best healthcare that he deserves, whether or not he's paying for it. Because he or she does not have the right to walk where they want to walk, get the best pay for the best, provided the best service. He or she doesn't have the right to repair the very product that they've paid money for. And then small businesses and entrepreneurs have been prevented from being able to be taught by the providers, So therefore, we are limiting our own economic growth by virtue of greed from people that we don't know. And for some reason, those people have enough money and power to continue to lobby for the laws that pov- that protect their interest. So in a way, we do not have a lot of freedom, as we should in the United States of America. So yes, we're free, but... Not exactly.